0: ONE OF THE MOST SPECTACULAR PROMISES IN THE BIBLE IS THAT GOD WILL HEAL EVERY HUMAN BEING FROM SICKNESS AND DISEASE. LEARN HOW THIS IS POSSIBLE DESPITE MILLIONS ALREADY DYING THIS WAY. DISCOVER HOW GOD'S HEALING PROMISE IS INEXTRICABLY LINKED TO SALVATION. NEXT, ON THE KEY OF DAVID WITH GERALD FLURRY.
1: Greetings, everyone. God inspired the Apostle John to write that I wish above all, that you may be in health, that you will not be sick. He wishes that above all, as uh, He says there in third John verse 2. So God, if we're sick, He obviously wants above all to heal us. That is what He's really saying here. He wants us to be in health. Now, we are obviously tried at times with health problems or prosperity problems or poverty problems, whatever it may be. But notice what John wrote in 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things, above all things, that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers, or it just means as you prosper spiritually. So there is a condition here, a condition that God says, Okay, but I." If you're going to have that kind of health, the ultimate health that you can have, really, is uh, then I-, I want you to prosper spiritually. I want you to be looking to me and uh, looking to how what I tell you my will is in the Bible. So that way, that's the best way to have the ultimate health. The Apostle James was converted. Uh, after his brother died and was resurrected, and his brother just happened to be Jesus Christ. And James made one of the strongest promises in the Bible about healing. God makes a promise. Now, if you BELIEVE the Bible, and if you PROVE the Bible, you know that God CANNOT break a promise! He won't break it! He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be in health. That's what God says. In James 5, verse 14, it says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the Church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the LORD. Then verse 15, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the LORD shall raise him up. It's a type of the resurrection healing is a type of the resurrection. We're going to be raised up in the resurrection and and given a, a, an eternal life, spirit life. So this is a healing is a type of that. And uh, so it's m- most of all spiritual here and it, if he have committed sins, it's obviously physical sins. Now do you know that there are physical sins? Do we know and understand that? He's saying now if you've committed Sins. It may not be your sin, it could be somebody else's, like whoever started the coronavirus and it came right out of China. So we didn't have much control over that. But he says now, if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. So sin is involved here, and the forgiveness of physical sin is what we are concerned about here. Forgiving of physical sin as well as spiritual sin. So, God is speaking to us spiritually, but he, uh, he always wants to heal us. God heals. God heals, and He's talking really here about, first of all, physical problems, physical health health problems, and He's also talking about SPIRITUAL problems. God wants us to have life, real, abundant life, today and certainly throughout eternity. That's what He wants for all of us. And if God makes a promise, and this is a, a TREMENDOUS promise that God makes to all of us. Notice this. Let me read verse 15 again, and the prayer of faith. Shall save the sick. All oh, here is a, see, another condition. You have a prayer and you have faith that you must have. A prayer of faith, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, undoubtedly referring to physical sin, they shall be forgiven him. They shall be forgiven him. And again, you see, God has made this promise. God cannot break a promise. If you have PROVEN the Bible to be true, which we, c- we can all do, you know God never, ever, ever breaks a promise. Now that's a WONDERFUL thing to understand, but it takes a lot of faith to believe it. Do you really BELIEVE this Bible, and have you proven it to be God's INSPIRED Word? And it is Jesus Christ in print. That's what it is, and when these promises are made, God keeps them. It's just that not many people BELIEVE that. They don't BELIEVE that today, in uh, many people uh, that's true. But here you have the prayer of faith, so faith is also a condition. You have to have faith, now that's obviously a condition that we want to be concerned about, and some people will talk about, Well, I know God can heal me if it's His will, but it never says ANYTHING like that in the Bible. It doesn't say that. If you understand the Bible, you know it's His will to heal you. Now there may be some of those sick people that will be healed in the resurrection, but God is talking mostly about being healed right now, today. He wants us to be healed. He wants us to have the ULTIMATE good health! Now that's something all of us should desire. We can obviously have physical sins, like with our diet or doing uh, drugs or something like that that might damage the body. Those are physical sins, and God wants us to repent of them, and He He will forgive us of those sins. He will forgive us. First of all, we really have to surrender to God, and then we have to PRAY FERVENTLY to God so that we get to KNOW God through prayer. But we have to surrender to Him and let Him guide our lives so we're prospering spiritually. But think of the blessing of having all of that wonderful health that God will give you, but we will be tried from time to time. Uh, with uh, health problems, but the problem biggest problem we have today is we're so wrapped up in material things that it just virtually wipes out our faith. We cannot have faith and be wrapped up in material things we have to believe god 's word we have to believe what God tells us and promises us and he'll he'll fulfill it every time, never fails now that's something to be thankful for, and it will bring more joy and happiness into your life than you can even imagine. Notice verse 16. It says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that you may be healed. See, having your own people praying for you, that you'll be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much it avails much it energizes you spiritually and physically that that's what prayer does and it brings you closer to god you get to know god through that prayer and you get to see and, under- and understand what faith is all about and we faith is a condition as i said before so you can confess your health problems to other people, and they can pray and and be praying for you. We certainly do that with our people. We pray for each other, and God HONORS those prayers and LISTENS to those prayers and uh, HEARS those prayers and does something about it. Christ said, When the Son of Man comes, shall he find Faith on Earth, and if you go on and read that in Luke 18 and verse 8, and it, it uh, says no, and in most cases there isn't going to be very much faith. That's the problem. We're so wrapped up in material things and things of this world, pleasures. We love pleasures more than we love God, Timothy said, and it destroys our faith. It just takes our faith away from us and we NEED that faith to be healed or to have any kind of prayer or request made to God. We want that to be fulfilled. God above all things wants us to be HEALED if we're sick, and He may try us for a while, but that's okay. He heals, and we have MANY healings in our Church, and I know that it works, and it's worked throughout my life. I know that for a fact. Hebrews 11 and verse 1, talking about the prayer of faith. Let's look at faith here, just for a moment. Verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The evidence of things not seen. It's something that's not seen. When you talk about Peter and Stephen and Philip and Paul and all of those men, they were just common, humble men, ordinary men. And yet they they uh, when they were then made and given the office of apostles they had the very same faith that Jesus Christ had the same faith Can you imagine that those common men because they did what God said they had the very same faith that Jesus Christ had and went around healing people all over the place Now that is something that we can all have, and we need to understand that. But they were surrendered to God, and they studied His Word, and they prayed fervently, and they trusted God to give them that faith, the very faith of Jesus Christ, and that's what He did. He did exactly that. See, what we need is that intense Bible study and those that uh, the kind of surrendered submissive heart-rending prayer to God that's what we need so first we of course prove the bible and then we believe it you see we believe every word of it and that's what hebrews 11 is all about see you're you're assured that when god promises it he's going to fulfill it he's going to do it just BELIEVING what it says in this book, that is faith. That's simple. It's believing what is in here, not your five senses, not what you see, not what you feel, not what you hear, but what's in this Word. That is your evidence. That is your evidence that you're going to be healed. We have to BELIEVE God, we have to build that kind of faith. and and. Uh, not, it's not about the five senses, it's about faith in God, faith in this Book, in this Word, this Word of God. Mr. Armstrong, in his book on the healing, and we'll send that to you because it's one of the great booklets-one of the greatest, I should say, of booklets that he did write and it is truly outstanding, and we'll send you a copy of it, and you'll understand faith if you, as you've never understood it before. Even if you still know something of faith, this, this will uh, give you more understanding, I can assure you of that. One man expressed it this way, Faith is the assurance that things which God said in His Word are true, and that God will act according to what He said in His Word. This assurance, this reliance on God's word, this confidence is faith. Yes, it is. That's a biblical definition, really. See the uh, that that confidence or that assurance you have in relying on this word—that is faith. You you believe what God says, and I'll tell you, if you understand the Bible, you know what God's will is, and I, I can tell you in that Bible it emphatically says that it is God's will to HEAL you, period! It's God's will to heal you, to heal all of us. See, your feelings, your impressions, that doesn't make any-that's nothing! That's, that ha- that's not what God is looking for. He's looking for faith, somebody who believes in this Word and all those magnificent promises God made to us. That's what is important to God. Faith has only to do with God's Word. Faith has only to do with God's Word! And that's hard for some people to understand. Notice what God says in the Old Testament. If you want a powerful statement about healing, well, listen to this. Verse 26 of Exodus 15, it reads, If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Eternal your God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon you which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Eternal that heals you. Well, he said that to ancient Israel, and he says it to them today. Any nation that will do do what He says here, He'll he'll, he'll keep these diseases away from them, like the coronavirus or anything like that. He will keep it away from us if we're doing what He says! Can you imagine what a powerful promise that is? And can you believe it, where it says, The LORD that heals you, that is Yahweh, Rapha, That's, uh, again, one of God's NAMES. This is His name, Yahweh Rapha, which means God, our Healer. He has a NAME that means He's our Healer. And the God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the way it always will be. Exodus 23 and verse 25 says, "God is quoted speaking to the children of Israel, "I will take sickness away from the midst of you. I will do that." Deuteronomy 7:15 says the same thing. Psalm 103 and verse three says, "God who forgives all your iniquities, all your sins, and who heals all your diseases, all of them. Do you believe that? <laughs> I'm telling you, He forgives all your sins, your iniquities and all your sins. And notice what he puts right beside that? Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Heals them. And that is the forgiveness of sin. I think all of us probably believe God forgives sins. But right beside that is, is, is saying, well, He also heals all your diseases. Do you believe that? All of them? That's what David said. And David was a man after God's own heart. Paul talked about that in Acts chapter 13, I believe it is. But here, this, this one lady was talking about this, and she said, Well, I just never noticed that God's promise to heal is given right alongside His promise of forgiving sin. Yes, there is physical sin, and there is spiritual sin that God is our Healer. I am your healing God. That's what God IS. Healing is the forgiveness of physical sin. Healing is the forgiveness of physical sin. Now, you may think that modern medicines and drugs heal, but they, they cannot heal. Doctors will tell you even they, and for all that I've ever heard, that they cannot heal. But God can heal, and only God can heal because it's the forgiveness of sin, whether it be physical or spiritual. All we have to do is look at the Passover, and if we understand those scriptures there, we know that's what it says in the Passover ceremony. No medicine or no, no doctors, you see, are going to heal you, but they, doctors do many good things, but they cannot heal. Only God can do that, and only God can forgive sin. Isaiah 53 talks about uh, by His stripes we are healed. By His savage beating before He ever got up on the cross, we are healed. He did that and went through all that suffering to heal us of our physical sins. First Peter 2, verse 22 and 24 in the New Testament makes the same statement, He did no sin, by whose stripes you were healed. We were healed. You see, if you look at that Passover, in uh, well, you can read it in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23 through 30, and it talks about uh, when you take that bread, which is, is actually a symbol of His broken body. And you take the bread, and then you take the wine, which is a, a symbol of the, His own blood that He gave for our spiritual sins. But His broken body was uh, there before He was ever on the cross, before He ever was crucified. It says that this it represents My body, which is broken for you, for you individually to heal your physical sins. It's about physical sin. And then he goes on to talk about drink from this cup, you have to do that, too. That's the wine, a symbol of His blood, where He died and spilled His blood to pay for our spiritual sins! A TREMENDOUS blessing and a, the, just an unparalleled sacrifice from God the Father and Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. See, that we might be healed spirit- physically and healed spiritually. It all operates on the same principle. That's what those, you, you should read those verses in 1 Corinthians 11, verses 23 through 30. See, again, the, in that, uh, the last part of this, it says, not discerning the Lord's body for this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. That is, they're dead. The Revised Standard Version translates the last sentence. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. Well, Christ paid the penalty for, for those physical sins. He paid the penalty for that. He wants us to trust him and let us let him heal us. And he promises to do that. How can we neglect so great a price that was paid for our sins? Did God love us? How can you even describe that love? You can read John 11, it's an amazing healing chapter where Jesus Christ raised up Lazarus from the dead when he was on this Earth! and his own followers couldn't believe it, that he he could he would do that he could do that and i want you to understand what his response was but in galatians 2 and verse 20 paul said i am crucified with christ nevertheless i live yet not i but christ lives in me and the life which i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god who loves me and gave himself for me see here's a The faith, he has the FAITH of the Son of God! He has the very FAITH that Jesus Christ had when He was on this Earth! What a wonderful blessing that is! John 11 and verse 8 talks about this healing of Lazarus, and then in verse 11 Christ said this, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go, that I may awake him out of sleep. He was talking about Lazarus being dead, and I'm going to raise him up! I'm going to HEAL him! And they couldn't BELIEVE it! Well, they, they, uh, they kept saying, Well, well, we know if uh, He'll be healed in the resurrection. He said, No, no, I'm going to raise Him up from the dead! <laughs> After all, He said, I AM the resurrection! I'm the one that's going to resurrect you! He finally said in verses 14 and 15 of John 11, Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent that you may believe. I want you to believe! I AM the resurrection! I raised people from the dead! I'm going to raise ALL humanity who's ever lived from the dead! There are three resurrections, and if you want to know more about that, we'll certainly send you all kinds of material to show you that and to prove it to you. But Jesus Christ was an example to them, and, uh, and he, he kept telling them, and you can read it in verses 24 and 25, He said, Look, I AM the resurrection. Though you were dead, I'm, I'm going to raise you from the dead. And He finally just said to Lazarus, come FORTH! And He was raised from the dead right before their eyes. And they were just weeping and crying because they, He was dead! Christ was weeping, too, but He wasn't weeping because of the reason that they were weeping. He was weeping because they lacked faith, and they were weeping because Lazarus was dead, and Christ wept. That's the shortest verse in the Bible. He wept because He was, he was just groaning and all moaning inwardly because they didn't have the faith they should have, and He did all of that to build their faith, to strengthen their faith Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry, goodbye friends.
0: One of the most spectacular promises in the Bible is that God will heal every human being from sickness and disease. Learn how this is possible despite millions already dying this way. Discover how God's healing promise is inextricably linked to salvation. If healing is a sure promise from God, then why do even some of God's own people still die from sickness and disease? This truth is absolutely vital for you to understand. Request our free booklet, The Plain Truth About Healing, to learn how the miracle-working God of the Bible is performing powerful healing miracles to this day. They may not be as visible as the parting of the Red Sea, but these miracles are real. Discover the conditions for receiving healing from God. Find out how to build just as much faith in God's healing promise as you have in salvation. Understand why physical death is just a distraction from the ultimate fulfillment of God's healing promise. Also request our free booklet, What is Faith? God makes hundreds of promises throughout the Bible. Are you sure you believe every one of them without a doubt? Can you work up faith from within or must it come from somewhere else? How do you exercise and strengthen your faith? This subject will change your life. You'll also receive a copy of our free book, How to Pray. Faith in healing and faith in general grows through lots of prayer. But how can you know God hears? Is there a specific way to pray that really gets results? You need to know. Otherwise, spending hours in prayer can be a waste of time. In your Bible, God recommends a basic structure for prayer and reveals the keys to answered prayer. He also provides motivating examples of Bible heroes saving their own lives, rescuing nations, and altering the course of history by the power of prayer. There's no reason why you can't offer up prayers as impactful as these. All our literature is available free of charge, at no cost or obligation to you. Request The Plain Truth About Healing, What is Faith, and How to Pray. Order now! For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. All our literature is available free of charge, at no cost or obligation to you. Request The Plain Truth About Healing, What is Faith, and How to Pray. Order now! For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629.